Welcome to the ministry of the International Christian Assembly in Southeast Spain. We are here for the purpose of worshipping God and reaching others with love. We pray that as you listen, you will be inspired and challenged in your walk with God. Thank you once again. It's always a privilege and a blessing for me to be able to bring God's word. And today I want us to look at something that's basically just fundamental to Christian life. And that's prayer. And as Raphael said, this is probably one of the times we need prayer more than ever. Not just for the people in Eastern Europe, but for all over the world. But especially for the people in Eastern Europe. Obviously it's only going to be an opener to the subject because it would literally take a month of Sundays to go through preaching on prayer. So hopefully we'll be able to bring some other sections of it later on. So let's pray before we look into God's word. God, we gather today to give you thanks and praise. Open our ears so that we may hear your voice. Open our minds so that we may receive your eternal wisdom. And open our hearts that we may receive your wonderful love. That through your word we may learn more about you. And that we may leave today having a deeper understanding of you. This we ask in the precious name of our Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. So why is prayer so important in a Christian life? Well, God talks to us through his word and through the Holy Spirit within us. We communicate back to God by the use of prayer. But it's not just our way of communicating God. It builds up our trust in his word and it really, really strengthens our faith. Prayer is one of the greatest things that we can use to strengthen our faith. So do faith and prayer go hand in hand? Well, yes, of course they do. I'd go so far as to say, with no faith, there's no prayer. With no prayer, there's no faith. If you pray without faith, then I can fairly guarantee that that prayer is not going to get answered. And if you have faith, but you do not pray, then you're missing out on one of the most wonderful and personal relationships that you can have, and that's with our Father, God. Prayer is one of the greatest gifts and privileges that we have as Christians. It's basically God's gift of his time for us. That he is available for conversation with us at any time of the night or day. Any time we want to pray to the Lord, we can. And his gift is also to listen to our hearts in a way beyond our comprehension. Prayer also changes our daily life. If you get up in the morning and you do your devotion, I don't know whether you do your devotion in the morning or the evening, but if you pray and you pray to God, you start your day in a much better frame of mind. It makes your day better. It makes the way you interact with other people better. So it's basically a great way to start the day. So how should we pray? And just as importantly, how shouldn't we pray? 
Well, there are literally hundreds of verses, and I mean literally hundreds. Um, in the NIV alone, there are over 300 verses. In whichever version you read, if you take the time to look through, you'll probably find at least 200, 250 verses that are just concerned with prayer. But this morning, I want to look into <clears throat> Matthew's Gospel. Excuse me, it was all that singing this morning. Into Matthew's Gospel. The one that Gloria read for us. Thank you, Gloria. Um, that tell us the way to pray. Verse 5, chapter 6 of Matthew, which isn't on the board, don't worry. It tells us how not to pray. And we're going to look at that another time. But the verses we're going to look at today are verses 9 to 14. This tells us the way we should be praying, the manner in which we should be praying. And we're not told this by anybody. We're not told this by the priests of the day. We're not even told it by a disciple of Jesus. We're actually told this by Jesus himself. We now call this the Lord's Prayer. And this is an order of prayer for the spirit-filled man and woman, not just a prayer to be repeated over and over and over again in church, but to be used as a guideline to all of the prayers that we, that we say to our Father. Now, we call it the Lord's Prayer, but obviously Jesus would never have prayed all of this prayer. He wouldn't have had to. He would not have needed to pray for forgiveness because he had no sin. So he wouldn't have needed that. So it's basically a, a layout of the way we should communicate with God. And we need to understand this and what that prayer means for us. There are actually six separate prayers in these five verses. Three for God and three for us. And we need to remember what they are. If you can have the first slide, praise and worship. The first one is praise and worship. The second one is submission. The third one is obedience. And we get to three prayers for us. Fourth one is provision. The fifth one is spiritual forgiveness. And the sixth one is deliverance. We noticed here, and it's most important to notice here, that the prayers for God come first. God must always come first whenever we pray. No matter who or what we're praying for, God must come first. And all prayer to God must begin with worship and praise. In this way, we notice that miraculous things do happen. But if we reverse that order, then we're basically paralyzing our prayers as an individual and as a church if we don't put God at the forefront of everything that we pray. It is not a list of needs. 
We don't come to God to pray, I've got a bad leg, uh, my auntie's not very well. Can you do this for me? God, I want that. Now, I'm not saying that we cannot pray for individual things or individual people. We can. We know we can. God has told us. But we must remember that God's prayer comes first. <clears throat> Excuse me. So let's look through these prayers quickly. Number one, praise. In chapter 6, verse 9, it says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your name. The Lord's name. God's name. What is God's name? He has so many names. He is the great I am. Yahweh, Lord, Jehovah. Adonai, Lord and Master. Elohim, the creator. One I love, El Roy, God who sees. And El Shaddai, the all-sufficient one. There are many words, many names of God and many, many more if you look through your Bible in the Hebrew and in the Greek. But our work is to exalt the name of the Lord. That's what it says. We know where he is. He's in heaven. We know who he is. He's our father. And we know his name. And our first work is to focus on the power and the greatness and the beauty of the name of the Lord and that his name is to be kept holy. And that as Christians, we must live our lives in a way that shows God's name is holy. And we must start all of our prayers with worship and praise to the Father because his name is so worthy of worship and praise. In verse 10, it starts, Submission. Thy kingdom come. So what are we saying here? Well, this is not just an expectation that Jesus will return as promised, although we know he will, because he said in his word that he will. So we know he's coming. So it's, it's an expectation that when he returns, we should have things ready for him. God's kingdom will grow across the world, even now, and enter the hearts of people. And we hope and pray that it's going to enter the hearts of people in Eastern Europe a lot quicker. God has given us, God has given us that task, that we should spread his word to all, so that his kingdom grows. And that's what we need to do. Verse 10 finishes with obedience. Thy will be done. Not our will. And by that I mean not what we think we should do be done with our lives. But God's will. God is the one who created us and everything else that has life. He is sovereign and we should be obedient to him. Not the other way around. So what is God's will for us? Well, God's will is ultimately the advancement of his kingdom, his glorification and the salvation and sanctification of us, his children, through his son, Jesus Christ. And those three subjects, praise, submission and obedience, should be the starting point of all our prayers, whether it's in private, whether it's in a Bible study or a prayer meeting, 
or at church service. As I said earlier, prayer is not a shopping list to God. Prayer is the way we give our worship and praise to God and deepen our relationship with him. So then we get three prayers for us. Pray. At last we get something. But they also must start with praise to God. And if we pray these prayers giving the praise to God, then all the things that we need, that we want, that we're thinking for, God will give us. God knows what we're going to pray for long before even we know what we're going to pray for. And he knows exactly how he's going to give us those gifts. The first one is verse 11, which is provision. In verse 11 it says, Give us this day, not tomorrow, this day, our daily bread. It doesn't just mean a loaf of bread, obviously. It means everything that we need, that we ask for, that we, that we think that we need, that God knows we need. It is for our physical needs, but physical bread, but not in the physical way that God did when he rained down manna from heaven in the desert. We do recognise God as our provider and we rely on him to meet our daily needs. But not by raining manna down so that we don't have to do anything, but making the work that we do for him fruitful. But obviously the real daily bread we need is spiritual food. That we have the strength to manage anything that the world, and by that I mean Satan, may throw at us. This is the food that we need for daily fight with evil. It also shows us that we need to pray for this food every day. God's bread for us is a daily thing. It doesn't last like the manna. We need it new every morning. And when we ask daily for this, we're basically humbly acknowledging that God and God alone is our sole provider. Verse 12. Now this covers spiritual forgiveness. And forgive, it reads, and forgive us our trespasses, or debts in this version, as we Forgive those who trespass against us. The second part of this prayer is sometimes not that easy for some of us to do. And I dare say for a lot of people at the moment in Eastern Europe, this is far from their thoughts. But it shouldn't be. This is our greatest spiritual need. The need for forgiveness. And if we don't repent and ask for forgiveness... That just fills us with guilt. Guilt is a soul-destroying power, let me tell you. But if we come to God and repent, he will set us free. When we confess our sins and repent, he is faithful and he always forgives us. And when we truly understand the greatness of God's forgiveness for us, then we will be able to forgive others so much easier, 
no matter what they have done to us. I remember many years ago, I think it was about 28 years ago, was it, love, when we first met? It was 28? You don't remember? Oh, good. Yes. <laughs> means I don't have to. Yeah, well, I think it was, yeah. I first met Gloria. We were at a Christian conference in Devon. Um, I'd taken somebody from work down there because his car had broken down. I met Gloria and her mother for the first time. And while I was there uh, in the conference praying with somebody, we met a young lad. Remember Paul? He was 18 or 19, I think. He'd been a Christian. He'd given his life to Christ at about the age of 16. But he was so... So well advanced down his path with the Lord, it just blew me away. And then one night after supper, he's, we were talking and he said, of course, you know, he said, uh, my mother was murdered, he said. I said, what? And yeah, he said, about nine years ago, my mother was murdered, before I became a Christian, he said. And I was so full of hate and somebody gave me a Bible and I read it. And after three or four years, he turned to the Lord. Not only did he turn to the Lord, but he actually went to the prison some years later, met the guy who'd murdered his mother and forgave him. I couldn't get that. I couldn't at that time, 30 years ago, I was not that far down the path. I just could not get that. I thought, well, if somebody had murdered my mother, I don't think I could just forgive them. But he said it was the best thing, one of the hardest but it was the best thing that he had ever done. He felt such peace, such love, such overwhelming love from God that it changed his entire life. And finally, verse 13. Deliverance. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. This shows us that we are in a battle against evil. And this should be our battle cry. God, deliver us from evil. Because we are in a war, a spiritual war, against the evil one, Satan. There's a saying in English that evil triumphs when good men do nothing. I've said that before up here. And it's not truer than it is now. Because good people are doing nothing. And evil is triumphing across Eastern Europe. When Christians do not fight against the fear and lies and deceptions of Satan, then we're in serious danger of letting him in. The evil one, Satan, spreads nothing but fear, lies and deception. And they are traps that without prayer... We cannot escape. But when we pray and when we glorify God and glorify his name and submit to his will and we are obedient to him and only him, then we can defeat Satan. No matter what he throws at us, any time, day or night, we can defeat Satan. How can we be sure of this? Well, we can read his word. We can listen to him. We can pray to God. And God shows us so many times in his word how we can beat him and defeat him. And the, one of the greatest verses in the Bible, 
I think, tells us not only the way we can defeat him, and that is James. Verse, chapter 4, verse 7, which says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, we bless and we glorify your holy name. We praise you and we thank you for your word. Be with us and teach us more and more each day how to walk with you. And be obedient to your will. And we ask this in the name of your Son and our only Saviour, Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for listening to the ministry of the International Christian Assembly, a ministry of AMG Spain and AMG International. For more information, please visit our website at www.icatorrevieja.org. This audio file is not copyrighted.